Section 78 of Canada, South America, Central America, Mexico, and the West Indies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World Story, Volume 11. Canada, South America, Central America, Mexico, and the West Indies. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 78. How King John VI Came to Brazil, 1808 by D. B. Kidder and J. C. Fletcher. In the days of the French Revolution, Portugal fell into the power of Napoleon. The Portuguese king, Don John VI, could remain at home and in all probability lose his throne, or he could go on board the British squadron, sail to Brazil, and rule an enormous domain in South America. He chose the latter course. The Editor by a royal decree, he, Don John VI, announced his intention to retire to Rio de Janeiro until the conclusion of a general peace. The archives, the treasures, and the most precious effects of the crown were transferred to the Portuguese and English fleets, and, on the 29th of November, 1807, accompanied by his family and a multitude of faithful followers, the Prince Regent took his departure amid the combined salvos of the cannon of Great Britain and of Portugal. That very day, Marshal Junot thundered upon the height of Lisbon, and the next morning took possession of the city. Early in January 1808, the news of these surprising events reached Rio de Janeiro, and excited the most lively interest. What the Brazilians had dreamed of only as a remote possible event was now suddenly to be realized. The royal family might be expected to arrive any day and preparations for their reception occupied the attention of all. The Viceroy's palace was immediately prepared, and all the public offices in the palace square were vacated to accommodate the royal suite. These, not being deemed sufficient, proprietors of private houses in the neighborhood were required to leave their residences and send in their keys to the Viceroy. Such were the sentiments of the people respecting the hospitality due to their distinguished guests that nothing seems to have been withheld, while many, even of the less opulent families, voluntarily offered sums of money and objects of value to administer to their comfort. The fleet having been scattered in a storm, the principal vessels had put into Bahia, where Don John VI gave that Carta Regia which opened the ports of Brazil to the commerce of the world. At length, all made a safe entry into the harbor of Rio on the 7th of March, 1808. In the manifestations of joy upon this occasion, the houses were deserted and the hills were covered with spectators. Those who could procured boats and sailed out to meet the royal squadron. The prince, immediately after landing, proceeded to the cathedral and publicly offered thanks for his safe arrival. The city was illuminated for nine successive evenings. In order to form any idea of the changes that have occurred in Brazil during the last fifty years, footnote, this was written in 1857, and a footnote, it must be remarked that, up to the period now under consideration, all commerce and intercourse with foreigners had been rightly prohibited by the narrow policy of Portugal. Vessels of nations allied to the mother country were occasionally permitted to come to anchor in the ports of this mammoth colony, 
but neither passengers nor crew were allowed to land, excepting under the superintendence of a guard of soldiers. The policy pursued by China and Japan was scarcely more strict and prohibitory. To prevent all possibility of trade, foreign vessels, whether they had put in to repair damages or to procure provisions and water, immediately on their arrival were invested with a custom-house guard, and the time for their remaining was fixed by the authorities, according to the supposed necessities of the case. As a consequence of these oppressive regulations, a people who were rich in gold and diamonds were unable to procure the essential implements of agriculture and of domestic convenience. A wealthy planter, who could display the most rich and massive plate at a festival, might not be able to furnish each of his guests with a knife at table. A single tumbler, at the same time, might be under the necessity of making repeated circuits through the company. The printing press had not made its appearance. Books and learning were equally rare. The people were, in every way, made to feel their dependence, and the spirit of industry and enterprise were alike unknown. On the arrival of the Prince Regent, the ports were thrown open. A printing press was introduced, and a royal gazette was published. Academies of medicine and the fine arts were established. The royal library, containing 60,000 volumes of books, was opened for the free use of the public. Foreigners were invited, and embassies from England and France took up their residence at Rio de Janeiro. From this period, decided improvements were made in the condition and aspect of the city. New streets and squares were added, and splendid residences were arranged on the neighboring islands and hills, augmenting with the growth of the town, the picturesque beauties of the surrounding scenery. The sudden and continued influx of Portuguese and foreigners not only showed itself in the population of Rio, but extended inland, causing new ways of communication to be opened with the interior, new towns to be erected, and old ones to be improved. In fact, the whole face of the country underwent great and rapid changes. The manners of the people also experienced a corresponding mutation. The fashions of Europe were introduced. From the seclusion and restraints of non-intercourse, the people emerged into the festive ceremonies of a court, whose levies and gala days drew together multitudes from all directions. In the mingled society which the capital now offered, the dust of retirement was brushed off, antiquated customs gave way, new ideas and modes of life were adopted, and these spread from circle to circle and from town to town. Business assumed an aspect equally changed, foreign commercial houses were opened, and foreign artisans established themselves in Rio and other cities. This country could no longer remain a colony. A decree was promulgated in December 1815, declaring it elevated to the dignity of a kingdom, and hereafter to form an integral part of the United Kingdom of Portugal, Algarves, and Brazil. It is scarcely possible to imagine the enthusiasm awakened by this unlooked-for change throughout the vast extent of Portuguese America. Messengers were dispatched to bear the news, which was hailed with spontaneous illuminations from the La Plata to the Amazon. End of section 78. This recording is in the public domain.